Amen. Glory to God. God's an awesome God. We welcome you here to love and faith here. Heal and may the blessing of God overtake you. Remember that God loves love you with all his heart. God's love the word that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. Amen. God is awesome. We'll hear the word of God. God is awesome. Today we're going to talk about the law of love. Love is the greatest. Before I get into the message, I want this song to inspire you. Amen. Glory to God. Lord, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to be able to share with the world, to let them know that I can't live, I can't breathe, neither can I move without you. Like the birds, like the birds. 
had been done that way. And all of us has also done the same thing to other people. But God is not like man. God loves you unconditional. In order for you to walk in the kingdom of God and to operate in the kingdom of God, you're going to have the most valuable principle and the most valuable principle in the kingdom of God is love. It is the most powerful thing in this world. It's the most powerful thing in existence. Love is the most powerful thing that exists. You say, how do you know that love is the most powerful thing into existence? I can tell you truly, for God is love. And God is the most powerful thing in existence. So therefore, love is the most powerful thing in existence. You turn your God to John 3.16. Love have the power, is the most powerful thing. We're going to see in John 3.16 that love is the most powerful thing in this life. And God is love. But in John 3.16 it says, For God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved the world. That includes you and everyone in this world. Every male and female human being. God so loved the world. You need to understand that God loved me. God loved you. God loved everybody. He is love. God so loved the world that he gave, he gave, he gave. You didn't buy. He gave his only begotten son. Whoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son that you might live forever with him and all his promises and all his blessings in you upon you. That is the greatest gift. That is the most powerful thing. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That takes a whole lot of love. He did not spare his own son because he loved you so much. God did not spare himself because he loved you more than he loved himself. If that's not love, if that's not love and demonstration, because love is the most powerful thing in the world, love changes many people's lives. All except Jesus knew that it changes their life when they believe that God sent his only begotten son into this world and believed in him and confessed that he is the son of God. It changes their life forever. It, love is the most powerful being in existence. Love. God so loved the world that he came. The law of law, it gives, it gives, it gives. 
Love is a sacrifice. Love will make love will do things where other people won't do. Love. Fear will stop you, but love will do. Glory to your name, Lord. For God's the love of the world that He gave His only begotten Son, to which should give Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is love. He sacrificed Himself for you. Who do you know in this world who will give himself up for you to have eternal life? Which one of your mothers or your fathers or your uncles or your brothers or your sisters or your nephews or your nieces or your friends or your enemy had laid down on the cross for you? No one has ever did it but Jesus, the Son of God. He loves you. He demonstrated his love when he laid down his life for you. There's no greater love. The Bible says there's no greater love than a man who laid down his life for his brother's sake. Jesus said so it got to be true. It got to be true because he did it himself. He just won't talk about it. Love demonstrates. Love is just not talking. Love is an action word. God showed how much he loved us. When he demonstrated, when he gave up his only begotten son to us, somebody need to praise Jesus in this house. Every time somebody say, Jesus, you ought to get as sad as you believe. You ought to just confess this name louder than any other name. You ought to get excited about Jesus. You don't get excited about nothing else. You ought to get excited about Jesus because he does something for you that no one ever will ever do for you. I know I'm right because he did it. It's in his word. And he proved his love. You don't have no big thing that God don't love you when he sacrificed his own life for you. You might think your mother and you, but how many times have we seen mother and father sacrifice their life for their child? Who was standing in front of bullets and not my child. But take me. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. Jesus stood in front of the bullet. He stood in front of hell for you. He stood in front of the grave for you. you know, we ought to be thankful to God. We ought to just praise God. That's what we should be ashamed in marketplace. We, we should not, as Christians, should be ashamed of the name Jesus. When somebody says, you, you ought to get excited and clap your hand. I don't care who's looking at you. Your friends didn't die for you. Your mother didn't die for you. That's why when somebody says, Jesus, you ought to just go up, Roy. You ought to get this shot with the top of your lungs. That's what I do, what I do, what I do, because he loves me. He demonstrated his love to me. I know he loved me too, Warren, because he demonstrated his love. He wouldn't just talk, he did. He went through all the pain and misery for me. He went all the way to Calvary for me. He was spit on, he was beat on, he was talked about. And he ain't never done nobody wrong. 
He, all he did was write. All he did was heal the people, cast out demons, raise the dead, fed five thousand, fed everyone who needed money. He gave them tax money. He gave everything they needed. He proved his love. If he proved his love, you, you have no business saying God don't love me. He, he demonstrated his love. If nobody else, you know that anybody else love you or not, you know that God loves you. You know that Jesus loved you. You know that out of doubt with a shot of doubt. Others might lead you, but Jesus will never lead you. Glory to God. That's what you ought to get excited about. If anything you ought to be excited about someone who is doing something for you, has done something for you, for everything you need, you ought to get excited about Jesus. You can't go wrong preaching Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. But he gave his only God's the Lord of the world. He gave his only begotten son. Whoever should believe him should not perish but have everlasting life. The kingdom of God operate on the principle of love. You, for us, for the kingdom of God to operate effectually like it need to, you're going to have to walk in love. If you want to see the kingdom of God, if you want to see your community change, you're going to have to walk in love. If you want to see your family change, you want to walk in love. If you want your marriage change, you got to walk in love. If we want to see our nation change, we want to walk in love. If we want to see this whole world change, we want to walk in love. God demonstrated it. If you want to change, you want to walk in love. The kingdom of God, church, for order, for this our community to change, for our family to change, for anything to change in this life, we want to walk in love because love is the principle in the kingdom of God. It's the most valuable principle in the kingdom of God. Amen. It's nothing greater than that. Turn your Bibles Roman to Romans two and four. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Turn your Bible to Romans two and four. And you gotta say Amen. You should know that the love of God do abides in you. Amen. It's left over. He said, or do, you, or do you despise the riches of His goodness? Do you despise the riches of His goodness? Forbearing, God is forbearing. God is long suffering. Not knowing that the goodness of God lead you to repentance. It is the love of God that gonna draw people, that turn people's life, that turn their lives around. It is not because of every I, every T. It's because God loved me so much that I begin to want to change and to be ready to love like Him. It is the love of God. If, if your family gonna change, if your kids gonna change, you want to do it through love. Love changes. The relationship. The goodness, the riches of his goodness of the Lord will change. You will get a person repenting heart. And you want people attitude to change love them. That's true. If you want your if you want your mother and father acting, love them. 
If you want your church to change, love them. If you want your community to change, love them. If you want your state to change, love them. If you want this nation to change, of America. America. If you want, if we really want America to change, we have to love everyone. Love changes everything. It is the goodness of God, the forbearing and the long suffering, and the goodness of God that turns man's heart around towards God. You know when someone has been treating you wrong and you just love them anyway? You know when somebody done you wrong and you say, you know, I'm sorry, man, don't worry about it, it's okay. What you know when you do this? They look at you like, man, this person, I just did they I just did it wrong and they still love and care for me. They're gonna drop their heads like, man, this ain't right. They gonna say it's not right. Cause love changes things. It's through the act of love that you're going to change the people that are hurting you. It is through love. It is through the goodness of God that changes you. It's through the goodness of God to spend a time with him, a battle with him, to make you love your enemies. God loves his enemies. Amen? Love is the most powerful force in this world. It's the only thing that's going to change the hearts of men. It's the love of God. Amen? Turn your Bible to 1 Peter 4 and 8. I want you to see something. Amen? 1 Peter 4 and 8. It's teaching time. First Peter 4 and 8. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For the law will cover a multitude of sin. Law cover a multitude of a sin. Love said because even though you did me wrong, I'm still going to do right by you. We just talk about how love changes people. When you when somebody do you wrong, you still love them. It changes their heart. They have a repentant heart. I can't continue to do that for the world they love me unconditional. I, I got to change because love is so powerful. It, it has to change. It has to change. If you want to change your life, love. He said, above all things, fervent love for one another, but with love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers a multitude of faults. That's why Jesus said, what Jesus said. Forgive the man. He said, Lord, how many times we forgive our brothers? Seven times one day? Jesus said, no. Seven times, seven, seven. Time one day. In other words, seven, a numerous time. No matter how much time somebody 
did you wrong, God expects you to forgive them. Said so that's a command. Love is a command. Forgiveness is for the law. God is commanding us to forgive everyone who ever hurt us. I know most of you say that 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 forgiveness, that I can forgive, but I ain't gotta forget. That is wrong. He said, Well, Paul, Paul, how you know that's wrong? Because I don't really got to go back to the, what the Father said, what Jesus said. Jesus said, and the Father said, I will remember their sins no more, and I will throw them into the sea of forget- forgiveness. He said, I will remember their sins no more. Forgiving is forgetting, too. You, you can forget, think you're forgiven, and you say, No, I ain't going to forget what you've done to me. This happens to come up. I remember what you did. If you remember what he did, you're still holding the all against that person. Therefore, you haven't forgiven that person. Think about it. If God forgives us like, I, I'll forgive, but I don't forget. We, every time we go to the Lord, he says, You remember what you did last night? You remember what you did yesterday to that young boy? You see what you did to that young lady the other day? Every time you go to God, he'll remember every time, whatever you did all your life. Boy, you know how it is when you ask for somebody to forgive and they, they just hold over here. You're like, man, I, I, I'll never get past this. Because unforgiveness will hinder you. Unforgiveness will leave you in the same spot forever in your life. And God knew that I don't, if I don't forgive and forget it, I will always hold it over their heads. So forgiveness is also forgetting of the trespass or the wrongdoing been done to you. If you know that you come into contact with somebody who done you wrong, and you see them the next day, whether the workplace or the supermarket, and you get an ill feeling, that means you still got unforgiveness in your heart. That's just true. God do not remind us of what we did two years ago, five days ago. He don't remind us what we did wrong. He might remind you at that moment, but after that, he going forward. He said, many times your brother offended you, you must forgive him. He forgives us every time we come to him. That'll be a a big load for God to carry if we hold all our offenses that we do on his shoulder. Wow. God can get nothing done. So in order for God to do what he wanted to do for his people, he had to forgive them and forget it. It's true. Glory to God. Once you understand that God's nature is love and that he cares for you, it will enable you to trust in what God's word says concerning you. Because if you don't truly believe that God has forgiven you your sin, you'll never go 
to God, you'll never read his word, never study his word, you'll never pray to God because you think God holds something over your head. But the Bible said God is faithful and just to forgive those who confess their sin. And he'll clean from all unrighteousness. If you just confess it, he'll clean you from all unrighteousness. It is through the act of love. It is through God's love that he forgave you. If you want to do anything in this, any relationship that has been hurt or dramatized or had anything to do it, God always told me forgiveness is one of the most important things to operate in forgiveness. If you never operate in forgiveness, you'll never move forward what God had you do in your life. You will always be in the past. Because you never, you never let it go. I remember what that friend did to me. I remember what she did to me. I remember what they done to me. All you doing is looking behind. And all you comes to doing is stay in that same spot. Because you have that forgiveness. And forgiving that person in your heart. You will never move forward until you forgive yourself. We have to forgive ourselves and know that we have been forgiven by the Father. If you know, if you if you believe you're not forgiven, you you're not going to do nothing for God. It's going to be shame and guilt over your head because you haven't forgiven and haven't received forgiveness. Amen. Glory to God. You would then come. To the realization that God's provision has already been provided for your life. If you truly, truly knew that God loves you unconditional, that He gave His only begotten Son, He gave His best gift to you. How are we not freely give you all that? He gave you His best gift. He gave His Son. He gave Himself, all Himself to you. How much love do a person got to demonstrate? You can't demonstrate no more love than that. You can't show me a person in the world who lived their life with me and I can say that person loved me. I it ain't a shadow of doubt that I know God loves me. There's been times in my life I had made mistakes in my life that people was against me, church against me, the whole other against me. It's because God loved me. He showed me a picture on the cross. He was hanging on the cross. He was hanging on the cross. He said, I went all the way to Calvary for you. And I saw him hanging on the cross. And I saw the blood coming down. And I said, Lord, you did it for you did you did that for me. I can show enough to go through this for you. It is because the love of God. The, the Bible said the love of God restrains us. Because he loves us, he restrains us doing something that's gonna hurt ourselves. I tell you, love restrains you. Uh-uh. I can't let you do that. Come love, the love of God, restrains a person from doing something they're going to cause them harm. That's love. And then what God do to us, he don't let us go out there and get dirty. Well, I wonder why sometimes when I when I, I get caught up in the sin act. I get caught up in the sin act faster than anybody I know, I say. It's not because God don't love me. It's because then I'm not going to let you get that. I got too much greatness for you, for you to do. 
for me to let you just keep going out there and I'm going to expose you. But I'm going to bring you back. I can't have you out there like that because I love you. Amen? God loves you. When you realize that God loves you, that he did, he did all this for you, you know that God provides for you. He said, look at the birds of the earth. They know sow, no reap, no they toil. But yet they're sort of things and born. But yet your heavenly father feed them daily. Oh, your little faith. Oh, you're not more worthy than the birds of the earth. He said, I created you in my life as an image, and I, and I feed them daily, every day of their life. I provide for them every day of their life. If you really knew that I love you this much, you want to worry about, you want to worry about, well, I'm going to have food this day. But the Bible says, but you know you had these of them things, but seek first the kingdom of God, and it's righteous, and everything else bad. God said, I, I know you had these. I know you need food. I'm going to give you food. If I give the bird food every day, if I give birds a place to stay every day, I'm going to give you a place to stay. You need to understand how much God loves you. He said, I provide for them every day. He said, Look at the little of the field, nor they tore, nor spin. But yet you have a father. Clothe them and feed them every day. Or you not more than worth the lilies in the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow. He cares for you. He loves you. When he first created man, before he created man, he had made already made all the provision for He said before he ever created Adam, he created the garden first. And the cattle, the birds, every different thing God created. All the fruits and vegetables ever he ever created man. And then he created man, then put man inside the garden. God has already made provision for Adam before Adam was ever created. Before you were ever created, God has already made provision and protection for you. Glory to God. You ought to get excited about that. If you realize that God has already done this for all for you already, He had no respect a person. If He did it for Adam, He is doing it for you too. Say, God will provide my need. He said in the word, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. He said that. Amen? You need to understand that, that when, when you, he said when, you, when we come into the realization that God forbid has already been provided for your life, then you won't be worrying all the time. You won't be so stressed out all the time when you know that God truly loves you. Why do you worry? The birds of the earth do not worry. The flowers that live in the field do not worry because they know God loves them because God created them. If God, if God didn't love you and didn't provide, provide for you already, he would have never created you. He even made provision for the sun and the moons and the stars. When he created them, he gave them, he hoped the Bible he would hold everything with his word. His word gave the sun its power to shine every day. You're more vibrant than the sun and the moon. 
in the Psalms. You are more valuable than anything on this earth. You are so valuable that God gave His only begotten Son. How, how can you think that you not be such value when He gave His Son that you might have everlasting life? Amen? I'm going to give you another example of how much God loves you. Turn to Romans 8.31. Amen? Amen. The Bible said, What then shall we say to these things? Things, things. If God is for us, which He is, who can be against us? If God is for you, who can come against you? This I take that very serious. If God is for me, can no man or nothing, no demon or nothing, can come against me? For God is for me. You have to understand that God said God is for me. God is for me more than anything in this world. But he said, if God is for us, who can be against us? No one. Who can be against God who is all power, who created all things? All things exist because of God. Who can come against you when God is holds the key? That means problems, sickness, disease, worry. Fear cannot come against you if you rest in God's love. You know that God loves you. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son. That's how much God loves you. He gave his he did not spare his own son. He gave his own son for you. That's how bad you are. That's how much God, that's how much God loved you. That he sent his own son on the cross to die for your sins. Ain't no greater love than that. If he did that, if he did not spare his own son, that he might have everlasting life, that he had, must have life more abundantly. What? He gave up his son. He gave his son the most precious thing to him. Because he loves you more than that. Man, if that's not proof in the pudding, you ain't gonna find nobody else to love you more than God loves you. Because he did not spare his own son. He did not spare his own son, but he gave him a free. Let me read it to you. He did not spare his own son, but deliver him up for us all. That means every individual in this world. God gave up his son because he loved you so much. He let his son hang on the cross for you. He let his son be beaten for you, be whipped 39 times for you, hang on a record cross for you, spirits in his side, thorns on the head for you. And you think God don't love you? He loves you. He gave, he did not spare his son. He put his son on display and the whole world can see how much he loves you. If you can't praise God for that, you won't never praise him. 
he did not spare his own son, but deliver him up for us all. How should he not with him also freely give us all things? He didn't spare his own son for your sake, for you because he loved you. And then he said, through him with his son, how he not freely give you all things. That means all things in his will, all things that are good for you, he has, he has really not really given to you. Whatever you need that is righteous and good, God will give it to you. You don't have to work for it, that he'll give it to you. Because you didn't work for Jesus on the cross, which was his best gift. He freely gave his son. How did not really give us all things? Then listen to this He said, how you, how you, how not with him also freely give us all things? Who should bring a charge against God elect? Who should bring a charge against you? It is God who justified you. It was Jesus, God, who justified you when he paid his, your sin debt on Calvary and you accepted that and that. Who can come against you? Who can lay a charge against you? He, he is the one who justified you. You don't have to feel rejected by nobody no more because God accepted you. If God has accepted you, you don't have to feel rejected because I know someone, who glory to God, who has accepted me regardless of my mistake, regardless of my past, regardless of all the wrong I had done, regardless of all the wrong that does me, God still loves me and he accepted me. Glory to God. It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? Is it Christ who died? He's not going to condemn you when he paid the price for you. He died for you. That you might be free. And furthermore, who also is risen? Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also make intercession for us? Who should separate us from the love of Christ? No one. No one can separate you from the love of Christ. Should tribulation no. Distress? Promise? No. Prosecution? No. He don't like you in your job or what you're doing. You've been prosecuted for the name of Jesus. He said, it still don't stop my love. My love is still dirt. I'm going to see you through it because you've been prosecuted for my sin. He said, I'm going to be there with you. He said, I never leave you nor forsake you. You need to understand that God is with you. He is on your side. Who can be against you when God is for you? Should distress or prosecution or famine? They could be famine all through this land because God loves you. Famine will not come to you. Glory to God. We saw it in Joseph's life. Even though they put him in the penitentiary, even though they, they sold him in slavery. What God had planned for Joseph's life, he was he had a dream that other people. Other shell, his shell, his leaves going to overshadow their leaves. Then he's going to be over them. And it came to pass in Joseph's life 
that, his, that even his father and his brothers and nations go out to bow down to Joseph. Naive famine. God gave Joseph the wisdom, but there will be a famine in the land of years. He gave Joseph the wisdom and made him oversee all feral things. No matter what situation you're in, God will bring you out. He brought the three Hebrew boys out. He'll bring you out. He has no respect for a person. God loves you. The law of love, love never fails. God love will never fail because God will always see you through. Glory to God. Glory to God. What is love? It shows you in 1 Corinthians 13 the attributes of love. This is God's love for you. It's attributes of love. One of the first things he said, love is given. Love is given. So that means God is given. If God is love, then God is given. He proved it on, Cal- on Calvary when he saw the Lord begotten Son. He proved that he loved us. He gave. And he continue to tell you everything we ever need in our life because love is given. If you want someone to love you, you know what they look, they're going to give to you. Love is given. Love is patient. God is very patient with us. He is very patient with humanity. He is patient with us. Many times we have made mistakes we have made and one of our course, he still is patient with us. Love is patient. God is patient with you. Because you messed up yesterday, God is still patient with you. He is patient. Love is patient. Love is giving. Love is kind. God is kind. Love is kind. When we show love, we got to show kindness. We got to give. Love is kind. Love is not being rude. We're being rude. We're not walking in love. That's just true. Love is kind. Love is not rude. Love involves making sacrifices for the benefit of others. Let me say that again. Love involves making sacrifices for the benefit of others. We say we love somebody, we, we, we make it's sacrifice time. If we love somebody, we'll make sacrifices. Life is not about you. Life is about what you can do for others. It's what sacrifice you offer. This situation happened to me with my sister yesterday. That's a testimony of God. Sacrificial love. Love is demonstrated. I was coming to a situation. I, I, I trust God. I, I said, God, in the name of Jesus, I command you blood sugar. In the name of Jesus. Be in the name of Jesus. I can use my faith. But I let fear take in, and then I would have been sick. But my faith, I remember what God says. 
and I was speaking to the situation, situation and I finally came to house and then I began I said Lord I can't get in this house 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 and, I, and they want to knock down the door I didn't want to break no windows and then again fear again come on me and I said no in the name of Jesus you are healed in Jesus name I had to continue to speak his word but God is love and we finally got into the house and we found the money, and then we found against the sugar, and she came back to her normal senses. It's because of love. Love conquered all things. Love conquered more to a sin. Love will never fail. The act of love will never fail. If we want to change our community, we got to be kind to everyone. We must give to everyone. We must be patient to everyone. We must make sacrifice for others. I don't care about no race. I don't care they black, white, Chinese, Puerto Rican. We got to quit being racist. Being racist is not God. And God is not happy of being racist and treat other people different because of their skin complexion or because of what they do. God is still expecting us to love them. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. Even though somebody done you wrong, God still said, you must love him. You must love her. Even though they did you wrong, God said, what did I say? God didn't say, because somebody do you wrong, you can do them wrong. That's the world way. But God said, love him anyway. And God proved it. Even though those who beat him, talked about him, whipped him. He said, Father, when he was on the cross, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. He is our teacher. He is our prime example. We cannot hold on to it. We must love people who hate us. We must love people who are different from us. I've been waiting a whole two weeks to say this. And God been giving it to me. I want everybody to hear this. God said, what you do to the least of them, you do unto me. When we mistreat people up because they're race, their color, their culture, their mindset, or what family in, God said, you have done it to me. When we talk about somebody, God said, you're talking about me. When we hurt somebody, God said, you are hurting me. He told Paul, 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 Saul, why are you prosecuting me? Saul was prosecuting the church. He was prosecuting believers. And Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you prosecuting me? When we're in these workplaces, all these bosses and CEOs, when you mistreat your co-worker, you are mistreating God. It go a husband and wife do. When you mistreat your wife, you are mistreating God. When you mistreat your husband, you are mistreating God. When you mistreat your kid, you are mistreating God. When you mistreat your kid, you mistreating your parent, you are mistreating God. We got to understand that. When we mistreat anybody on this earth, we are mistreating God. And but God gave His only begotten Son for us. How dare we? When he offered his life for you. 
in me. To do his creation like we do. Lord, forgive us, for we are wrong. What we do to the least of them who think we don't, they don't deserve our love and respect. God said, you're not just doing it to him, you're doing it to me. Love involves making sacrifices for the benefit of others. Love shows forgiveness to others for their offenses and their mistakes. When somebody done us wrong, we can't hold it against them. God don't hold it against us. I don't care if somebody slapped you in your face, talk about your mother, call you all kind of, all kind of name, call you everything beside a child of God. God said, I want you to love them. I want you to forgive them. Even though you've done you wrong, I said you must love them. This is a command. Remember, the law is a command in a system of regulation. The law laws that I must love because of what someone do to me. I must forgive those who did me wrong. If we really want to operate in the kingdom of God, or you want to see the glory of God upon this earth, we're going to have to operate in love. Love is the most powerful thing in this world. It's only love. Love only is going to change this world. If it ain't love, it's not going to change. If we don't show love to her or him or she, or we're not going to change them. We're not going to gain them. We can't gain the world if we don't love them. You think you're going to gain somebody and don't love? I promise you, I got bad news for it. It's not going to happen. It is only through the love of God that men have repentance apart. Amen. Amen. Love believe all things. Love believe all things. Love believe okay is going to be okay. Love believe because God said it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Love believe all things. Love endure all things. Love endure all things. I don't care what you're going through. True love will endure. That's why a mother, when a mother endure her child hurt, she go through hell and high water for her children. And that's the same way God expects us to do for everyone else in this world. Love endure all things. I will tell you how I know that love endure all things. Remember, God is love. And Jesus endured the cross. He endured the pain and suffering on Calvary. He still endured the people who are prostituting the church. He still endured those who treat us wrong and we treat wrong. Because when we treat each other wrong, we're treating Jesus wrong. Love endure all things. But the last thing that was in 1 Corinthians 13, 8. The last, the attribute of love. Love never fails. Love won't fail. Everything else will cease. Prophecy will cease. Speaking in tongues will cease. 
the gift of faith will cease. But the love of God will never cease. Because when we come into the new earth and the new Jerusalem and the new heaven, there's going to be need for no preaching and teaching. There ain't going to be need for people being here because love is going to be there. And God is going to be there. And nothing evil can come in his presence when he destroyed this world. Love is going to be the only thing that is still going to be standing when he's always word failed. Love is going to be the only thing that stands. It's going to be the only thing that stands. Everything else will fail. He said it because he said it about because he demonstrated it. God is not a God just talk. He talk and demonstrate at the same time. As he speak, he demonstrate it. That's why we got to, we got to, our talk got to mess our work. If we talk, we ought to just demonstrate it. In the name of Jesus, we do it. What are you speaking? Read it. In the name of Jesus, get up. Just touch, touch, get up. Love demonstrated. Said, it is through love that we're going to do the work of the kingdom. We're not going to preach the gospel to lost people unless we have a love for lost people. If we don't feel they deserve it, we won't preach to them. But when we have the love of God that abides in our heart through the power of the Holy Spirit, we will preach to the tree. Tree, rise up in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. You have preached to a dead man. Preach them back to life because you love them. Love it empowers you to do the will of God. It's only through love that you, you lay hands on a person who's sick. Because you love them. See, love, love wants, if you just love people, God, God will manifest itself every time. If someone needs healing, you see any healing, like, Lord, I want them to be here because I have love for them. And he's going to say, in my name, in my name, say in my name because you want to see him here. I want to see him here too. God, he paid the price for the healing on Calvary. Amen? He walk in love. You just walk in love. All you do is walk in love. The Bible said love, the two greatest commandments. Love thy God with all thy heart, all thy strength, and all thy mind, and all thy might. And the second one, love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Amen? You must love our neighbors. John 13, 34 says, I give to you that you love one another as I love you. That's a command. God expects us to love one another as he loved us. What did he do for us? He laid down his life for us. He went his way out to heal people who need healing. People who need delivered from demons, he delivered them. People who need to be raised from the dead, he raised them from the dead. God said you can do the same thing when you walk in love. When you see somebody hurt and you want to pray for them, God will heal them. Why? Because after love, 
Jesus demonstrated his love. He demonstrated his love. That's all he did, walk in love. And because he because he walked in love, it demonstrated God's power. Because he walked in love. It he saw a need. The father met the need. I don't care if you need food, need healing, deliverance, or raise from dead. Because he loved them every time. It wasn't a person that Jesus came in contact with that he didn't heal, that he didn't deliver, that he didn't raise from the dead, that he didn't make bread for. He did it. And because he operated law, the Father, it manifested himself through him. And God has sent to you this day through the law of love. If you walk in my love, I will manifest myself through you. And the world will see who I am. Because I'm walking in godly love. There's nothing that God won't do for you or through you when you walk in love. There's nothing that God won't do for you. Love is the greatest power and a motivating factor in God's kingdom. Christ demonstrated such high degree of power because he has such a high degree of love for humanity. Let me say that again. Christ demonstrated such a high degree of power because he has such a high degree of love for humanity. You love humanity, God will change his world through you. God will take one man who loved the world and he will change it to one man because that man loved. He did Solomon like that because he loved him. He did his father David like that because they loved the people. Love demonstrates itself. Christ demonstrates such a high degree of power because he has such a high degree of love for humanity. And you want to walk in the full power of God, walk in the love for humanity. God is nothing that God won't do for you and through you. Amen? Love is the power they unlock all spiritual gifts and instruments. Love is the power that unlock all spiritual gifts. You can operate in every spiritual gift, every gift that God has when you walk in love. You can raise the dead, you can heal the sick, you can cast out demons, you can speak money to people alive, you can speak things off of people, you can speak things into existence when you walk in love. When you know there's a need in the earth, God says there's a need in the earth, and you speak it. Because he knew it. You didn't ask a miss. Too many times we ask a miss. We ask by all by ourselves. 
Lord, give me $50 million. I ain't got to worry about money no more. No, God said, I give you $50 million. You're going to open some business, get people some jobs, open up hospitals and all he did. God said, I don't mind giving it to you because you didn't ask me. You asked for the benefit of others. But you just walk in love. There was nothing that God wanted to do for you. Amen. Amen. If Ephesians 1, 5, 1, 2 say walk in the, in the love of God. Romans 5, 5 say that the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given to us. Romans 5 says that the love of God has been poured out in us. We have the love of God in us because the Holy Spirit is in us. It has been poured out abroad in our heart because we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. We have the attributes of every love. We can be kind to everyone. We can be patient to everyone. We can treat everybody further. Because Jesus said, if you do the least of them, what you do to the least of them, you do up to me. If we really just look at that, we'll be very thoughtful about how we treat other people. Because what we do to the least of them, we do unto him. And God said, I'm not pleased with that. God said, why are you not paying my people? Why are you not paying me the money that that's going to help me? And you say, Lord, what have I not paid you? Well, you ain't pay your workers the money so they can help their family and others. God is not pleased with corporations around here. And God is going to change some things in all the corporations who don't have a love of God abide in their heart. He's going to give it to the people who have a love for God. And they're going to treat these people right. Even in ministry. You don't want to love God, people, and treat them right. God will boo you out. Until you get it right. If you want to be as successful in ministry, then you got to love all people. You want your ministry to grow, you got to love all people. Amen. The more time we spend in the intimate relationship with God through divine intimacy, the more you will love God, yourself, and others. The more we spend time with God, the more time we're going to love God, love ourselves, and love the people. If you don't spend time with God, you will even love yourself, right? You treat yourself bad because you don't know how to treat yourself. You tune in time in life. We don't know how to treat ourselves because we don't spend time with God. We don't spend time in His work. We don't spend time in prayer. But we start spending time with God praying through His Word. We will see that we can love ourselves. And that God loves us. And that we can do things for others. God, the more time you spend with God, the more you love God, yourself, and others. Faith working by love. Turn to Galatians 5 6. Turn about Galatians 5 6. 
coming to the end of this message today, but I want you to turn to Galatians 5, 6. It says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avows anything, but faith working through love. Your faith is only going to work through love. Faith working by love. You want to see change your life? It's going to take love and faith working hand in hand together. You get the love, then faith, then you'll see success. You'll see the demonstration of God. Because you can't please God without faith. And God commands us to love your neighbor if you love yourself. Amen. One of the examples is an airplane. That I give you to determine how faith and love go hand in hand. For an airplane to fly, to reach a certain, it must reach a certain speed. I don't know if y'all never been an airplane or not, but for an airplane to take off, it had to reach a certain speed to be lifted up. Scientists said the plane must reach at least 265 miles per hour for a plane, in order for a plane to go in the air. But then to go airborne. An airplane take off an airplane will not take off until all the weight and balance are calculated into compliance of the airplane. For an airplane to take off, it had to have a certain weight. And balance of calculation for the takeoff. And it did like us in the life. Most people struggle to make it off the runway because they're carrying too much weight. For an airplane to take off, we got to have a balanced weight. Everything got to be balanced. And for you to run this race and to run like an eagle and to fly like an eagle and do the thing God created you to do. In order for that plane, the airplane to go and rise up and fly. In order for you to rise up and fly and do the things God called you to do, you gotta get rid of some baggage. What we need to do is start dumping us the baggage. We need to start dumping our baggage. And one of the baggage we need to dump before we soar like an eagle. Before we fly is stress. We gotta get rid of stress. Stress to have you standing right where you are because you can't see your way through. Stress to have your head down just carrying so much. Stress to have you down. You can't lift. You can't go far if you're stressed. Weary. If you're weary. You won't go far. You won't even move because worry fertilizes you. When you're worried, you stay stagnated right where you at. You'll never move forward in the things God called you to do if you're aware. Fear, you'll never move forward. If you walk in fear, you sure ain't going to work. You ain't going to do nothing because. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not gonna cross that line. Mm-mm. I'm not going out there. Mm-mm. No people gonna do something. To, mm-mm. You'll never go forward in life. If you operate in fear, people operate in fear are stagnant. They're, they're paralyzed. They're handicapped. Fear will handicap you. You'll never go to work. You'll never take a shot in basketball. You say, I, I don't believe I can take. I don't believe I can make that shot. You be like, uh, 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 uh. and then you should be like, uh, because the fear paralyzes. We gotta get rid of that baggage. Fear, depression, and you depressed. You 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 consolidate yourself to a place when you don't nobody around you. You just be sitting there, never moving. You'll never see how beautiful day is if you depressed. You'll never move forward. Anger, anger show killer. Anger show killer. You walk around in anger. You won't do nothing. You be doing total opposite. You, your anger cause you to fight against yourself. Anger put you in a position that you don't want to be in. An act of fierce anger can cause you life in the penitentiary. I've seen many men lie. If I let my anger get, take control of me, go out here and do something crazy. Everybody. Anybody can kill anybody. It did that their anger take them that far. Anger can cause you to take someone else's life and cause you to be in prison for the rest of your life. Anger can get rid of that baggage. If you want to soar like an eagle in the kingdom of God, we got to get rid of it. Guilt. You can't let guilt. Guilt, you sure not going to move. You feel guilty, you feel you, you guilty, you just dead now. You'll never move forward. Guilt holds you down. It won't let you back up. You gotta understand your rights. Amen? Can't hold on to that guilt. Shame. You're ashamed. And you let that shame stay over you, you, you won't, you will not go forward. I know for a fact, and all of these things I'm talking about will stop you. Shame has stopped me before. But I realized that God loved me. And He accepted me. My shame went away. And when my shame went away, boom! I burst out. And I'm like, what's wrong with Him? Because shame was on me no more. Shame hindered you, it blocked you from doing the things God called you to do. And unforgiveness, we talk about that. Unforgiveness hinder you. That's that's love. When we hold, when we don't forgive people, that's not love. Unforgiveness will hinder you. If holding any of these, if you hold any things in your heart, you need to release them. You hold any of these past hurt feelings, thing I just said. Depression, anger, fear, guilt, shame, worry, stress. That is hindering you. When we walk around in fear, anger, upset, guilt, shame, unforgiveness, it keeps us from doing the thing that God created us to do.
They keep up for loving people, healing the people, spreading the gospel, raising the dead, casting out demons. It keep us for having an old lady across the street. It, it, it keep us for doing things that are godly and things that God has cooked us to do. So we got to get rid of the baggage. If we want our airplane, if we want our airplane to fly, we got to get rid of that baggage. It's something about when you get rid of that baggage. And then your airplane began to be able to rise. Faith works like, faith works like an engine to create the flux which keep the airplane in the air. Love is like electricity that powers every system of the plane. Love energizes you to compete, to complete everything you set your mind to and accomplish and everything you would do for others. Love produces creative. Love produces creativity. It gives you purpose that is beyond yourself. Love will show you your purpose. Love will give you beyond and let you thrive into your purpose that God has created you to do. Your purpose, everybody's purpose is the same, but we got a different color. Our purpose is to love God with all of our hearts and all our strength and all of our mind. And our purpose is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's your purpose. That is your purpose. Your purpose is to be like God. That's your purpose. Our calling might be different. He may call some teacher, some to preach. He may call some be businessmen, all type of things, gardeners and all the things. But our purpose is the same. And that's to be like Christ. And I said, what is my purpose? Your purpose is to be like Christ. To be like God. That's your purpose. God said through his divine nature, he has already given us everything pertaining to life and Godness. Through his divine nature, God has already given you everything pertaining to life and Godness. He has given it to you. You don't have to worry about it. Remember, love. Perfect love casts out all fear. You don't have to walk in fear when you know God loves you unconditionally. You that you know that prosecuting famine, nothing height, no heights, no bell, nothing at all created and can separate you from the love of Christ Jesus. Walk in His love, accept this love, receive this love, and experience love out of your heart to all mankind. Remember the power of love. It is love that will never fail. Love changes everything in your life. Love will change your marriage. Love will change your ministry. Love will change your family. Love will change your nation, your state, this whole world. Love would never fail. The law of love will change everything in your life. Love never fail. Of course, you know, I mentioned, I just want you to know, people, that it is through love. That we're going to conquer everything in life. It's through love that we're going to change lives. Faith is working by love. 
You walk in love, God, and faith, it was nothing that God won't do for you or through you. So, let's walk in love and faith and see the manifestation of God. Jesus demonstrated his love and his faith because he loved people, because he had such a high degree of love, he had such a high degree of power. Amen? Peace out. May the blessing of God overtake you in Jesus' name. Glory to your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. You're awesome, God. You're so awesome.